What's up, fanboys and fangirls? Welcome to another Review Point podcast coming to you from fanboysanonymous.com. I'm your host as always, Tony Mango, and today I am going to try to review Avengers Infinity War, the latest installment of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Took 10 years to get to this point. We still are not done kind of getting to the end game of those uh you know 19 films that came before this and stuff because this is sort of half of a film which makes it a little bit difficult to review and uh i'm going to try my best to talk about some of the things that i liked and some of the things that i didn't like hereby referred to as hits and misses and i will preface this ahead of time by saying this little section at first is going to be non-spoiler Later on, I'm going to get into spoilers, and I will warn you ahead of time for that. So if you want to not know anything that happens in the movie, then this part's fine right now, at the very least. I'll give you a warning. So spoiler-free, did I like the film, or did I not like the film? Well, neither of those, because I loved it. (laughs) It was fucking awesome. We have been seeing things from the very beginning here. Iron Man, back in 2008 says, I think it was 2008, right? That would be 10 years, yeah. Um, He goes through and he does a whole bunch of things and we get mentions of S.H.I.E.L.D. and we get Nick Fury popping up and it's the Avenger Initiative. And at that point, my mind was blown. Oh my God, Nick Fury and it's ultimate Nick Fury, the better Nick Fury, played by Samuel L. Jackson. Not even like somebody who's like, well, we couldn't get Sam Jackson, but let's get somebody who looks like him or something like that showing up in an Iron Man movie where Iron Man was perfect and we are mentioning S.H.I.E.L.D. and we are doing all this kind of stuff where it's like just amazing. Then we get Incredible Hulk and Incredible Hulk is like, you know what? Hey, it's, it's better than the uh, than the Eric Bana one. And they're still mentioning S.H.I.E.L.D. and Iron Man pops up at the end and we've got Thunderbolt Ross and we've got Doc Samson kind of-ish and they're talking about the super soldier serum and whatever. And we've been building up little bits and pieces here and there all the way up until the first Avengers and the first Avengers. We think it's the culmination of everything. And we are just like, you know, pigs rolling around in the shit. And at the very end, Thanos pops up and you're like, Oh my God, this is just going to get even more epic. So since then we've been really building up this idea of Thanos and we've seen him in guardians of the galaxy. We've seen him, just here and there, you know, like the little Avengers Age of Ultron tease and stuff, but it still was not a guarantee that this was going to work because we have like 60 characters and how are we going to have a plot about the entire universe being in jeopardy and what if Thanos is just very, very bland or something like that? It works. This movie is so awesome and Awesome in the sense of like, dude, totally radical, but awesome in the sense of awe-inspiring. This is just a marvelous movie to do the stupid pun. It's really a masterpiece in a lot of ways. Uh, The Russo brothers, if they can knock out the second part of this the way that they've knocked out this part, we really need to give them a pat on the back because they took something that was so hard to do And they just, every little bit, they figured out a way to do it. There are no weak parts of this movie as far as like, 
well, it seems like they didn't know how to write for this person or like, well, they couldn't quite figure out exactly what to do when it came to this character and that's why they didn't give him much to do. Nothing like that. This is just pure, okay, these are the tools we have to work with? All right, well, we're going to build the best fucking thing ever, kind of. It's sort of, um, I guess, like you're handing all the equipment and all of the materials to build a house to somebody who knows how to build a mansion. You know what I mean? So, yeah, the movie is fantastic. Obviously, if I have to say a, like, plus or a minus, I'm giving it a plus, I'm giving it a hit, and I recommend everybody to go see this out, but I also put out there, if you have not seen these other movies ahead of time, don't watch this. You're not going to get anything out of it. You can't go into these movies and say, well, I didn't see the 19 movies that went before it, but you know what? I'm going to just start with Avengers Infinity War. It's not going to work. There are a couple of movies that if you skipped it, it wouldn't really hurt you all that much. Ant-Man being one of them. And uh, you know what? I don't know about it, like any of the other ones for the most part, because the other ones really do depend on a lot of each other. Ant-Man, at the very least, if you didn't see that one, then okay. But everything else, you really need to have seen, and you really should have just seen Ant-Man too. But uh, I don't even know how to start doing the spoiler part of this, so at the very least, I will just say, uh, this movie's awesome, and from here on out, I will go into more detail and be talking about specific hits and specific misses, uh, misses, that's a word, misses, and anything else like that. And it will be spoiler-ridden. So if you do not want to know what's happening in this movie, do not listen to the rest of this part until after you've seen it. But you have been warned, so if you don't care about being spoiled, by all means, continue listening and stuff. And if you want to shut this off, do me a favor, leave it on and just mute your screen or something like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just click the little mute button on there. Leave it on so it doesn't hurt me. Um, all right, well, this isn't really a spoiler, but uh, visual effects, great. Music, fantastic. All the characters are on point. Let's just get those out of the way. Fucking amazing. Action scenes, kick ass. Every action scene is awesome. And the humor is great. So if you're doing like the making the grade kind of breakdown of like the tone and the fundamentals of making the movie and everything like that, everything is great. I have no complaints. And for the most part, I really have no complaints all that much for the movie just in general. I know that there are some things that I, I'm going to put down as my negatives and stuff, and that's because not every single thing is perfect, but that's also something that I think might be a factor in like the future movies and stuff. So, you know, I, I'm giving them a little bit of a benefit of the doubt when it comes to that. And none of them are really all that bad either. That's the thing too. And you know what? I might as well start with that. One of my big negatives here, and again, maybe there's a reason why, no Hawkeye and no Ant-Man. They did write them off in a way by saying they are retired, they're with their families, and that's why they're not here. But I kind of wish that they would have figured out some way to incorporate them. You know, maybe, I don't know. It's hard to say because what's going on with Hawkeye? The Russo brothers and everybody have been saying that this is something where he actually does have something that he can do, but really, like, 
what does he have to do? It's kind of hard to tell. Ant-Man, well, we're getting Ant-Man and the Wasp nest next. So wasp, <laughs> wasp nest is what I said. Ant-Man and the Wasp next is what I meant to say. We're getting that next. And obviously that cannot take place after Avengers Infinity War. It has to be pre-Civil War or pre-Civil War, post-Civil War, pre-Infinity War. And maybe there's a reason why we don't see them. Maybe they're in the quantum realm, something like that. I don't know. It is still a negative, though, because I would have liked to have seen Hawkeye and Ant-Man because I like those characters. Really disappointed that we didn't get a single shot of any of the TV show related things. No Defenders at all. No Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., no Inhumans, no Runaways, although I haven't seen that show, actually, so I, I really don't know if there was a reference to that, but I highly doubt it. That's just disappointing because they know that everybody wants this. And even if you are not somebody who watches Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or something like that, that doesn't mean that you can't still appease the fans that do watch it. And I can't imagine that it would be all that difficult to get one shot of one of the directors from one of these shows or something like that to just to just do it. Like, you might not need to necessarily have all of the stuff when it comes to the Defenders or all the stuff like every single person in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or something like that. Inhumans was garbage. And I'm sure that in a way they kind of want to write that off. It's like we never even did that and we're sorry, but they're not going to get another chance to do that storyline. They're never going to do a movie based off of that now because you've already ruined it and stuff. But hey, maybe they're back on the moon and that's why they're not here. Okay, we can write that off. Is that how they ended? They ended with they're on the moon, right? I don't fucking know. That thing was awful. Runaways, again, I haven't seen it, so I, I don't really know what the, the case is when it comes to that. And the Defenders, well, they should have had some kind of a presence. We should have had some reference here to something like, I don't know, look at this way. If people know that Jessica Jones exists and people know for sure that Luke Cage exists and stuff and the Daredevil is the Devil of Hell's Kitchen, even though he's supposed to be dead, and Iron Fist is doing his thing and Punisher, Punisher, all right, I'll give him a credit when it comes to Punisher. He's just a dude with a gun. They're not going to have him on their radar, really. But Jessica Jones and Luke Cage really should be on the radar. And I don't know. They, it would have been cool if there would have been one shot. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., though, I really think that there's almost no reason why we're not seeing that. And I know that the TV show hasn't ended this season yet, and we don't know where that in the timeline is. But, you know, one quick shot of... Fitzsimmons or something like that would have just made everybody go, whoa, holy shit. Uh, speaking of characters that aren't in here and other negatives when it comes to this, other misses, no Celestials, no Eternity or Infinity or Entropy or Death. I really think that that's a little bit of a mistake. However, I don't know where they would have fit in. I mean, we technically got a Celestial when it comes to Nowhere. I'll give them a little bit of credit on that. And we might see them in the next movie. So that's something that's kind of like, well, I'm not going to give them a full point off yet. However, if we don't get Eternity and Death and everybody, at least those four, if we get those four entities in the next movie, awesome. That's We really, really should. If we don't, and we don't get the Living Tribunal, because I really want the Living Tribunal, like really fucking bad, then I'll be really disappointed. Uh, 
I thought that that would have been a good spot for the spot that was Red Skull's section, which Red Skull, he's sort of a, a, a hit and a miss and a ricochet. Ricochet being something in the middle. I really got to figure out a nicer way to do that because Ricochet is just kind of meh, you know, whatever. When it comes to the Red Skull thing, I think, think that that's awesome that they got Red Skull back, but I'm really kind of confused about what was going on there. The Soul Stone thing, it was a bit underwhelming in some regards. Like, what's Vormir? What's the whole deal with that? I don't know that from the comics and stuff. And if anybody has an idea of what that is, please enlighten me in the comments below. That just sort of felt like, why is it on Vormir? And why is it a desolate planet? And why is Red Skull there? And why does he know all this information? How come Red Skull, holding the Tesseract, was transported to this other planet which may or may not have had anybody on there, and he's become this floating entity of some kind, and he knows all this information about the Soul Stone, but he never achieved the Soul Stone, which I'm assuming that that's because he has to sacrifice something he loves, and he is somebody who doesn't love anything. But how is he the vessel for all of this? And, you know, it's just, it's very strange. I don't have a whole lot of answers for that kind of thing, and I don't know if we're going to get a whole lot of answers, and I sort of feel like it was a little bit underwhelming. Not every character was able to interact with every other character. And that's sort of a negative as well, too. But again, maybe we're going to see it in the future. Like, I mean, we got a lot of the things that I wanted to see. But some things that I'm really hoping to see in the future. I really want to see Iron Man's response to Rocket and Groot. Because we didn't get to see that. I would love to see Captain America with like say like Drax I think that would be kind of fun um, we've seen a lot of these things in the past and there were some references here or there and stuff that I really really loved but yeah I, I just I want more you know what I mean like I want to see Peter Parker with say uh, Thor like you know like there's a lot of things that I really really want to see so that's more of just like a negative in the sense of I hope it's in the next one. And if we don't get it, I'll be disappointed. But at the very least, I understand you can't do everything here. No shots of Xandar at all. That's a little underwhelming. Hoping that that's a deleted scene. And I'm really, for the most part, actually on top of this. I know that they said that they aren't going to do this, but I kind of hope that maybe they retroactively add these deleted scenes that they have and say that they're canon. And if they filmed something with Xandar being destroyed, then show me the Xandar scene and I can insert that into the movie before the movie. You know, like one of those kind of things. Um, Peter Dinklage's character, the, I mean, it was a funny gag that he was a giant dwarf, but eh. You know, I like that he is a character from the comics. I like that they made the new Hammer, Stormbreaker. That's fun. That's interesting. But I wasn't really feeling it a whole lot. Now we're going to work our way up to the meh kind of portion of this. Because we have a lot of positives. Believe me, we have tons of positives. Things that didn't quite work 100% to me. I think it was a little bit kind of an easy write-off to send Wong off to just protect a sanctum. That was a little bit blah. Black Widow didn't really do much at all, so that was underwhelming, and I'm assuming that she's going to be there to help Banner turn back into the Hulk, but I don't know, I mean, that didn't really feel all that great to me either, the 
why is the Hulk afraid to turn? Just because he got his ass kicked? Well, he got his ass kicked before in other ways, you know? So that's kind of confusing to me. Speaking of which, uh, they didn't have that shot of them running toward the camera with Hulk being Hulk. That's confusing and surprising. I don't know, maybe that's part of the next movie. <laughs> I don't know. But man, if we were talking about the positives here, all the hits, Robert Downey Jr., again, he is just perfect for Iron Man. And really, what else do you have to say about this? He knocks it out of the park the way that he's done every single time. I'm really hoping that they don't kill him off in the next film and that he and Pepper end up having a kid because they've set that up. And I, by the way, uh, buddy of mine i i saw the movie with 15 other people so you know we've got a lot of opinions that all circulated i'm trying to factor that into some of my review as well and one of my friends brought up a good point he said well avengers 4 better have a shot at the end of it where people are at stark's wedding and wong is invited because he does say you know hey wong's invited to the wedding that kind of a thing so that would be a really good gag if they brought that back and he set up the idea that, you know, sometimes you visualize something and it's like, I visualized that we had a kid and whatever, which by the way, man, ah, oh, that was brutal when it came to uh, Spider-Man's death. Cause he's like a father figure, son figure, kind of a relationship going on. And for him to just be so scared and to be a kid and to just be like, I don't want to go. And then apologize. Like, I legitimately almost teared up at that point. And I was just like, God, man, we haven't seen Spider-Man die. Like, this is kind of, uh, this is tough, you know? So I loved Tom Holland as Spider-Man, of course. Big fan of the little Stan Lee cameo on the bus. Loved the idea of, hey, Ned, you need to make a distraction. We're all going to die. That was really funny, too. Uh, Iron Spider fucking kicked ass. I love that. I love the little reference to where he's just like, what are these with the little tendrils and stuff? Captain America. I fucking love Captain America. And I do not want Captain America to die in the next movie either. I really want Cap either. This is what I want. All right. I'm just going to put this out there for, for Tony Stark. He needs to retire as Iron Man. Maybe, but maybe he just becomes, you know, the head of shield. And he and Pepper have their son or their daughter. And that's just the way that it is. You know, he has a happy life. I really want that to happen. Spider-Man, of course, he's going to continue to be Spider-Man. They're going to continue going forward. And I really hope that MJ is not Mary Jane and it's whatever. And they just get rid of that. And we end up getting the real Spider-Man side characters. We get Harry Osborn and we get... Gwen Stacy and Mary Jane Watson and, you know, here and there. Uh, th that's another story. For Captain America, I really hope he doesn't die. And I either want him to just continue being Captain America and we just don't see necessarily what he's doing, or he continues to train people as a member of the new S.H.I.E.L.D., or he does something along the lines of he gets sent back in time and he gets to live out his life with Peggy. I think that that would be kind of interesting, but also his whole relationship with Sharon is kind of strange. We didn't see Sharon in this either. Huh. Yeah. Uh, so maybe that doesn't happen, you know, but I, I don't want Cap to die because Cap is awesome. And I loved his intro shot. And I loved that the crowd that I saw this with 
was so into it too because in my mind they're showing Captain America coming out and even though he's not the strongest and he's not the wittiest and all the other kind of things like that he's quickly became one of my favorite comic book characters and in the movies Cap is just fucking perfect for that and the audience that I was seeing this with when they showed that intro shot of Cap they were all like fuck yeah and that's the type of response I like to see, you know? That's what you should feel in these type of movies. You know, when James Bond comes out and he starts being Bond, people should be like, yeah, there's fucking James Bond. And when Star Wars brings in Luke Skywalker, he should be, whoa, he's Luke Skywalker and not tossing out the lightsaber and, uh, all right, I'm going to go down on a rabbit hole of hating The Last Jedi if that, if I go down this. But you know what I mean. Uh, when you get attached to these characters, you really want to feel like, there he goes, there's the fucking man. And Cap pulled that off. Loved Thor in this one. Liked that they gave him the eye. That was a funny callback to the gag. Same thing with uh, the arm and all that. I really thought that that was funny. I also really loved that Thor brought the fight to Thanos because Thor is one of the strongest that they have. And for him to be able to just you know, really take it to Thanos. He should. He's a god. He is the king of Asgard. That should be something that they really should pat themselves on the back for. Not the biggest fan of Heimdall suddenly having Bifrost powers. That was a little bit confusing. And did they kill off Korg and Valkyrie? Because I don't remember seeing them, but they did kill everybody that was on that ship, right? Which then that also means that is 100% we need to have some kind of reversal of fortune because you can't kill off all the Asgardians. You know, that's just not going to happen, but I don't remember seeing Valkyrie and Korg. Maybe they were in there. I don't know, but man, did I love how Loki died? I love that they had him actually be good that, you know, the little reference, we have a Hulk. That was great. I like that. He, I mean, how good was it that he died saying Odin's son? Perfect. I'm okay if they never bring Oda, uh, Loki back again. Although I like Loki, so you know what I mean? Like, it's tough to say because if Loki never ever does come back, then that was a fitting end. But if they do bring characters back from the dead and everything like that, and it's kind of one of those things where it's like, well, the adventures continue, but we might not necessarily see them, then I want Loki back because I love Loki. The Guardians are mostly all hits here. Uh, Quill being an asshole was great. The little, you know, jealousy of Thor was awesome. Drax felt more like Drax to me here than he did in Volume 2, which is strange because James Gunn should know the character more, but I don't know. I got the feeling that this was more of the original Drax, and the Volume 2 Drax was just sort of laughing all the time, and this one was like, you know, the whole, like, I'm invisible if I go really slow and like the that's the same kind of joke as nothing can go over my head i'm too fast i would catch it that kind of a thing i really liked the way that they did that groot being the handle for stormbreaker that was cool rocket being rocket no complaints there no complaints as far as mantis nebula is going to fuck some shit up that is going to be great i really liked gamora's story that was actually very surprising because i didn't expect her to have that good of a story i thought she'd be you know an interesting part but not that great i love that she was sacrificed but i'm curious about how every single member of the team died except for rocket and nebula i would have thought nebula and peter would have made more sense because they're both going to want to get gamora back but if nebula tries to get gamora back she might not care about the others. And 
is she really going to reinstate all of the Guardians? It would make more sense if Peter would do that. Maybe Nebula reinstates Gamora and Gamora and Peter reinstate the rest of them or something like that. I don't really know. I really, really loved the romance between Vision and Wanda. That was a really good aspect of that. Uh, Vision is a surprising character that I've liked a lot in this. And Wanda as well. I mean, when they first said that they were going to bring in Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver, I was thinking to myself, they're not really the best characters in the world, but okay, let's see where they go. And they called off Quicksilver, and I always had at least a little bit of a tie to Quicksilver, but I thought it was kind of cool. I never really liked Wanda all that much. And after seeing these movies, I really like the Scarlet Witch character a lot more. And I know that the movies are not really uh, representative of the comics in a lot of ways when it comes to that, but I think she's got more potential now. And I really hope that they stick to the not Magneto's kids thing. Uh, I don't like them being X-Men anymore. Which is kind of weird to say. It's almost like the X-Men to me, I almost don't want them to be in this universe, kind of. It's tough, because it's like, I do. Like, I want Magneto to fuck around with Cap's shield. And I want Wolverine to be on the Avengers and everything. But it really doesn't make any sense when you think about it. Because why are the mutants a big problem, but anybody else who has powers isn't? It's just uh, an odd scenario. And the X-Men series, I think, gets weighed down on the fact that there's way too many X-Men. And do we need Sunpire and Sunspot and, you know, 50 other characters that are just heat-based? Do we need, like, six rock creatures? Do we need 400 telepaths? We really don't. And it's almost as if, like, the X-Men series to me is, like, you could probably get three series out of that for the most part, like a Wolverine standalone thing and group of like the main X-Men and then like some little offshoots here and there. But I don't like uh, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch being in the X-Men anymore. I like them being in the Avengers. So I hope that the comics keep that going and they're not Magneto's kids anymore. Falcon and War Machine and Bucky and Shuri and Okoye all very solid backup characters. They were never going to get all the biggest screenshots in the world and stuff. Screenshots, screen time in the world, but they weren't supposed to. There were, you know, supplemental characters in the movies that they were in. So you don't necessarily deserve to have them eat up more time. And what they did, they did great. Bucky was Bucky. He is cured. The White Wolf is just kicking some ass. Shuri is smart as fuck. Okoye is a determined warrior. War Machine and Falcon are just having some fun and stuff. Black Panther was neat. Didn't really do all that much, but I got no complaints. Oh, I'm glad we um saw M'Baku, too. M'Baku's awesome. Really cool seeing Thunderbolt Ross carry that note going forward. You know, continuing on with Civil War, and he says arrest them and stuff. I really like that a lot. Big fan of Nick Fury and Maria Hill popping up the end and um, signaling Captain Marvel, but I'm a bit worried that maybe they're hinging a little bit too much on this, and... Captain Marvel at this point has to be so super powerful in tons of ways. And they also have to explain why did he not call her when the first attack happened with Loki and the Tesseract? If he's had this since the nineties, you need to explain where she's been, you know, and why didn't he just call her? It's very interesting where they go from here. And it's hard to tell just what's going to work and what isn't going to work and stuff. Because something like Doctor Strange, for instance, 
he feels so grandiose and I really love the way that they pulled off Doctor Strange in here. But when you bring him back for Doctor Strange 2, is it going to be one of those things where he has to revert back to what part of his persona was beforehand just to be able to tell Doctor Strange 2? Because in this one, we see a little bit of a character growth when it comes to his uh, his ego. And, of course, he says, I'm not going to relinquish the time stone if I, even if the kid's life is on the line and your life is on the line to Tony Stark. But you know that he has to relinquish the time stone. And you know that he would be a little bit too much of a dick if he just said, no, nope, kill the kid and whatever like that. So he did that little step forward of, like, uh, you know, keep... Tony Stark alive and save their lives and everything and I'll get rid of the time stone. So in Doctor Strange 2, is he going to be just as much of an asshole? And Baron Mordo is going to have to be the one that kind of gets him to learn a little bit? Or is he going to have much more maturity because he's gone through this? It's tough to say. For the most part, though, I mean... You could tell even by the way that I was talking about the negatives and the, the semi-negatives and stuff. It's like... Uh, Black Widow wasn't the biggest character. Well, she's never been the biggest character. She was always second tier out of the main group of people. And no Hawkeye. Well, Hawkeye was always even lower than Scar uh, Scarlett Johansson in that sense. Because it was like, well, she's a bigger character. She's the woman on there. She is arguably the more interesting character and stuff like that. So, you know, not everybody could have... 45 minutes of screen time, and I think that they did damn near the impossible here, and I am extremely excited for Avengers 4. Here's the difference between Avengers and a way that a lot of these movies have been going down. When, um, I'll bring back a Star Wars, actually. When we were building up to The Force Awakens, I was looking at stuff and I was going, oh my god, this looks so weird but it could be so great and we could get like this badass new storyline and you know this could be just amazing and force of weekends ends and i go uh huh well i don't love everything and i'm kind of annoyed about some stuff but hey look it's the first part of 3 and we'll see what we can get Maybe they're going to take this in an even better direction and all the stuff that they're setting up here is just going to be so amazing. And then The Last Jedi comes out and it just stinks up the joint and craps all over the series and ruins everything. And since then, since December, I have spent the past bunch of months not really enjoying Star Wars. I really don't care about Solo anymore. And when I was watching Star Wars Rebels, I was just sort of going through the motions. This is not good. When Bond movies come out, and I was, you know, watching the Daniel Craig movies, and I was like, oh, Casino Royale is, like, so fucking great, and there's only a couple things I would change, like, they really need the gun barrel, and, like, you know, different things like that. Some parts didn't feel like a Bond movie to me. Eventually, they got to some of those, and Skyfall was pretty awesome and stuff, and you know, Spectre has its problems, whatever. But I'm still excited to see the next Bond movie because they can kind of hit the reset button and they can do whatever. When it comes to the DC universe, 
I've been just perpetually disappointed. And even though there's parts of it that I really, really love, there's a good like half to 75% of Man of Steel is amazing. A good 75% of Batman v Superman is amazing. It's just not really doing it. Avengers have, in every single movie, given me majority positive stuff. And there's been some that I don't like as much. Thor The Dark World is the hardest for me to just like sit down and watch because I really just don't like that one all that much. And I really don't like Doctor Strange all that much. But even those, I still walked out of those movies going, all right, cool. Like I'm excited for the next one. And there's been things that I've been just absolutely loving, like Winter Soldier and first Iron Man movie and the Avengers and Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and Spider-Man Homecoming in a lot of ways. Black Panther was just so fucking awesome, you know? and. This really felt like the culmination of that in a way where it's like, all right, let's just have some fun. And it's not over. And that's what's awesome. Like we get another, we get Ant-Man and the Wasp and that could be a lot of fun. And then we get Captain Marvel and who knows what we're getting with that. But then we get Avengers 4 and man, I'm so fucking excited for it. So yeah, this is a hit. This is a major hit. Currently, right now, I have it listed as my number three favorite in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And I got a feeling when it comes to Avengers 4, I'm probably going to either put that as a tie and even bump that up to number one or number two, or at least keep that at number three. This is just fucking awesome. So my hat goes off to the Russo brothers. You knocked it out of the park with Winter Soldier, you did the same with Civil War, you did the same with this one. I have no reason to believe that um, Avengers 4 is not going to be just epic, because this is epic. Amazing job. And, uh, yeah. I guess that's it. So, major hit for this. Go see it. Go watch all the other movies beforehand first, though. (laughs) And you will not be disappointed. This is... Everything I think that I have to say about this movie without just rambling all that much. And we will be, of course, touching back on this after the next couple of movies. When Ant-Man and the Wasp comes out, then we're going to, you know, be referencing some stuff that happens here and so on and so forth. And next year, when Avengers 4 comes out, we'll look back on this. We'll see how it all turns out, you know. But I can't imagine it being bad. So thank you for listening to this review, everybody. I appreciate it quite a bit. Make sure you leave your comments below and tell me what you thought about this movie. Whether you liked it, you disliked it, you agree, you disagree, whatever the case may be. What are your hits and misses? Just drop them in the comments below. Make sure that you also hit that subscribe button on YouTube and ring the bell for notifications. Check that off and you will be aware of whatever the next video is that I'm going to do. Might be a Deadpool 2 review. I'm assuming that that's at least in the pipeline before some of the other things that I had in mind. But if you have any suggestions of what you'd like to see and what I might be able to accommodate with like timing and resources and everything like that, just, hey, you know, you always feel free to toss out some kind of a suggestion. I might not be able to get around to it. And believe me, there are a million ideas. Well, probably not a million, probably like, I don't know, 30 segment ideas and then however many topics on each of those segments that I would love to do. And I just don't have the time and the money and the resources to do it and the people to do it because this is mostly a one man operation. Well, it it is a one man operation at this point, but that stuff is all in the future. And I always welcome suggestions and stuff. 
And, uh, yeah, I am just kind of rambling here, but anyway, um, make sure you follow us on Facebook and Twitter. It's, uh, at fanboys anon on Twitter, fanboys anonymous on Facebook, and just keep checking fanboysanonymous.com for more material as well, because at the very least, I know I've got a six flicks picks for May coming up and who else knows what else is there. Again, thank you for listening to this, everybody. I will see you next time. It's time for me to geek out. Adios.